This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. <clears throat> Still uh, <clears throat> shaking off this uh, c- uh, cold. Yeah, it's cold. Sure. And it's definitely twilight. The gato, the, the the cat gate. I, th- I think I think gato. I think that's cat in Spanish. I think. I thought I'd go. I thought we'd uh, take a walk to. Terrapin, <clears throat> kind of look uh, specifically at a place in Terrapin, a mysterious place, and uh, yeah, so it's just sort of take a tour, so here, take my hand, and let's go, so uh, the, here we go, the pink clouds, we're going through the pink clouds, and... Let's just uh, stop and check our passport with the pink policeman. And everything seems to be okay. Everything's in order. We've got our capes on. We're ready to go. So let's head over to number seven, Mornington Crescent. And... the train station, and we're taking the train down to Dream. I believe the city is called Wednesday, off the top of my head. Up to most recently, <clears throat> the city was called PBL, Palibolinum. And it was the, I think it can be called the, the bureaucratic uh, center. So there was a lot of bureaucracy. There was a lot of paperwork going on. And it's, it's the kind of um, what is it called? In, in Korea, they were <clears throat> they were, they are talking about creating a whole new city uh, uh, called uh, Sejong, or taking, say, an old city, um, smaller. And, and But um, the purpose of this is to... <coughs> Sejong, why Sejong? Sejong is actually the name of this uh, revered king who uh, is is said to be responsible for the creation of many um, Korean things, Korean, like, say, the Korean alphabet. And uh, <clears throat> pivotal, uh, a pivotal figure in Korean history. <clears throat> so 
excuse me, if you can imagine, a, <clears throat> there's, there's, this, and two, <clears throat> this place was historically, uh, it was owned by the cats, or it has always been, you know, say the, this is the, this is the, uh, the dream city of the cats, but that the dream was, uh, co-opted or was, uh, controlled by, uh, this bureaucracy. So with the, uh, the ending, ending of the war in Terrapin, the, the cats were able to, you know, argue that it was, you know, this is, this is our city and, they uh, they've renamed the city. It's um, <clears throat> it hasn't it hasn't completely transitioned, like say that there are still there are still things that are required, um, but a lot of the a lot of the power has has gone back to the uh, original places the uh, the, the city states the 12 city states and uh, this new uh, this newly named city state of of Wednesday <clears throat> uh, just jumping back a bit So uh, PBL or Polybolinum, it was <clears throat> a moving city. It was mechanical, and the, the buildings would move around. So you didn't really have to have a car, but uh, people did have these vehicles called uh, house beasts uh, that would. <clears throat> it would look like a carriage with, instead of being drawn by horses, it had horse legs. And then the inside was bigger than the outside. And uh, that was a common sight in um, PBL. And let's see, um, another common sight was, was that it was just darkness up above. <coughs> and then the city itself lit uh, the streets, that the buildings were the lights. The um, the cities of Terrapin, these city states, echo each other. That um, they have similarities. There's an argument that it's the same city, just seen differently. These uh, twelve uh, city states and <clears throat> PBL uh, Palibolinum was one of them. So it was it was sort of roughly laid out, you know, as these um, buildings whizzed around these illuminated buildings, and which could be highly dangerous. And and that was the whole point. It was, it was uh, set up as something of a um, defensive and a, a trap. <clears throat> Uh, 
the other part of uh, PBL was that uh, there was also this underground part of uh, where the machinery that, that moved the buildings existed. So if you can imagine uh, going below the streets and it's very... Uh, there's moments of sort of orange glowing steam engine stuff going on down there. But a lot of gears as well. Uh, how it originally imagined it <clears throat> was that that the that the war was actually happening uh, outside the this city of PBL and that my um my agent had said uh no uh, di didn't want that that it uh detracted from the story um sort of wanting it sort of unseen right that it's out of the way that uh, it's spoken of, but we, you know, we don't actually go to the front line. And uh, and I I agree. I'm sort of looking at it now as the, it's this imagining, it's this uh, dream, right? It's it's the dream of of this uh, conflict, this world war. <clears throat> And the so this is talking about the old city, and you know the the, the old uh, this this bureaucratic center, and uh, the figure known as uh, the wound between the world, who seems like a dragon, this uh, uh, purple dragon who breathes green fire, and is, is, the, is the sort of true ruler of the world, resides in, uh, yeah, was doing all his, his business in this city. And um, with with the ending of the war, uh, this you know, all of a sudden this bureaucratic center was detached. There's you know there's still communication going on. Uh, there's still sort of say a necessity, the same sort of handing over of power, but also it's this reasserting of power to uh, the cats. And so, <clears throat> one thing the cats did straight away is they instituted their philosophy, which is that uh, life is but a dream. And so, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a dream logic at work, 
and if if you have if you've never read or if you've ever read uh, little nemo in slumberland it's kind of like that where there's this succession of you know you say you're going along but then all of a sudden the world is turned upside down and then and then you know say the next thing that happens is that the gravity changes uh so the, you know the gravity is back to normal but everything is still upside down so you you know you fall onto the ceiling then the next thing happens and uh such as you know it's either you begin to shrink or the world has begun to become giant and you're encountering characters where the same thing happens you're encountering characters that are um sort of these impossibilities <coughs> so it allows me to <clears throat> break some of the rules that have have been made for terrapin but also to uh, play with um, ideas of dreams and I suspect that I'm quite deep into Carl Jung's uh, etc right this this view of uh, this view of dream dream analysis So that's something to expect when you go to the uh, the city of of the cats. So the 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 actual um, the actual cats themselves. There's a, sim a symbolic notion of the cats. Of uh, there's there's a yellow flag. Um, just say thematically, I've positioned it that that it, you know that's the that's the yellow place. Or I think at one time I was thinking that's the yellow book. But uh, <clears throat> one example of the cats uh, is. Bavard, uh, from from my first book, and uh, Bavard is this talking black cat who can uh, transform and between like he can be a cat, but then he can be this person with a cat's head. Uh, 
the cats the cats go way back. Uh, uh, it's not exactly the cats I was writing about, but back 25 years ago and a bit further. Um, I knew this guy from a Doctor Who fan club. And uh, his name's Tom Rimmer. And <clears throat> so he was in the Vancouver area. And we were, we've crossed paths a number of times. But one of these times he mentioned mysterious cats. Like, say, I might have mentioned, oh, hey, I'm going to be, you know, or I'm work, writing something. He might have, then he mentioned mysterious cats. Uh, cats that can walk through walls and they use, um, they turn their um, claws into pen nibs, right? And, and they write things. And so I, I found myself incorporating uh, this race of uh, cat people. And then over the years making tweaks to them. <coughs> uh, originally when I was writing about them, <clears throat> I'd position them as the villains of the piece. And I believe it was that they were kind of um, illusionists. That I remember it was something about them wearing masks, and <clears throat> that they had a city, but they were, you know, they were the bad guys. And as I'm talking about it, it has that sort of black and white kind of feel where. You know, sort of demonizing uh, a, a people or another group and saying, "Oh, they're all bad," um, instead of showing representation, like representatives of that are, you know, not too shabby. And then, of course, you have your your, shab your shabby folk. And uh, originally I had imagined them as occupying this kind of Rubik's Cube. I believe that's where I first started writing about them. And uh, just sort of like, well, where, you know, where are they from? And almost like a sort of a city block, but it's in this void. And that they, where they live... Just seeing a rat, I'm just like going, okay, don't go near my place. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there's a very hungry cat down there. <clears throat> That's something Mr. Mr. Whiskers will have to make a, a, a grand entrance. So, 
so the handing over of power. So, so there's a, there's a question there. I, like, say why, <clears throat> why, um, why did the, why did the cats allow themselves to be used <coughs> in such a way as to make this, um, to create a, um, this bureaucratic center for this uh, totalitarian regime. And I suspect it's like any kind of situation where um, it, it just becomes the norm. And, and two, this, this war had been going on for so long that it was you know, hard to imagine any other way of uh, being. So these cats were, were just sort of mixed in with, uh, with everybody else. And they just sort of acquiesced and accepted that this is the way it was. I kind of like the notion of, of, of a sort of coup that they, they spotted a, a, po- a possibility. They spot, you know, say, oh my gosh, we could totally, you know, take over. This is the perfect, you know, time to, you know, rise up. And uh... so there's a question there of, you know, is, was it originally theirs, uh, the city? And I kind of like that notion, you know, of sort of, you know, getting back, reclaiming, But there are so many different sort of groups uh, in Terrapin, right, that far more than 12, why would it be uh, well, yeah, why would it be any other what do I mean by that? Uh, I guess it's sort of like staking a claim there could even be uh, a conflict between two groups, you know, over, like, who say, who want to dominate um, a city-state. But the cats did this, and they were able to do this, and their, their belief was strong enough that they could take over uh, PBL. And apparently, you know, say, nobody, no groups are stepping in to take over. So it becomes it becomes Wednesday. <clears throat> Why Wednesday? Um, I, at various points, I've come back to uh, seven colors, and sort of assigning them seven days a week, part partly just for organization, to sort of say you know oh this is the this is the yellow, you know. We're sort of we're in the we're in the Wednesday section, which is uh, yellow. So I had assigned this color a long time ago. Originally, all the cats had were 
It's either they dressed in yellow, like they used the yellow as a kind of flag or a badge or something like that, but that has, that almost seems like more kind of early mythology compared to now where, you know, it's, there's a greater diversity, such as Bavard, right, who's like a black cat. <clears throat> and then I'm sure we'll have a, a Mr. Whiskers and uh, other cats. So when you arrive uh, in the city of Wednesday, you might think that you might see similarities between that and Perlocks or any other city-state. So you'll see an old city center and then uh, a new, a newer city on the outskirts. This uh, sort of preservation of the past And yet, uh, and yet, a mystery, an uncertainty as to, you know, who exactly built it. <coughs> but this odd sense of um, there's something. It's like, well, why, why preserve it if you don't? Why preserve it if you're not? Yeah. Why preserve it? I like to think, too, that there's kind of a fear of it, like a superstition. You know, you don't want to disturb it. Uh, also, to the... a sense of one's own mortality that, say... it's a reminder... Right, that you know your own deeds, you know your own your own life, uh, yeah. <clears throat> is a what is it? I think it's a memoria morti, which is this reminder uh, of death, and uh, you know live well, uh, accomplish things now but also a question of sort of the value of that and legacy and how do you want to be remembered. <clears throat> so I think that's what's going on with the, the, old, uh, the old city. And then, and then there's this newer city that's uh, built around it. So the city was uh, slightly shut off for a while, and it's still pretty tightly controlled by the cats. And they don't want they they you know they're they want assurances um, that this will never happen again, as far as say PBL. <clears throat> and. There's this strange kind of fluidity in the city. So when when you arrive right away, there's there's the usual say uh, people. There's the usual things going on, 
that you'll find in any city. But a kind of uh, transformation has taken place. So a bus, <clears throat> it's still a bus, but it has transformed into a fish. And the task is just to go along with this. And, <clears throat> you know, of course you'll have to ask for, uh, you know, instructions, and the, the, the bus driver will uh, temporarily turn into a goldfish bowl and that you can talk with, right? But again, you have to just sort of go, that that's the normal, right, in this place. <clears throat> uh, the the old, like the way that the city was, what was done to the city, which was um, PBL, was uh, that it had become mechanical, and the the machinery now has. I'm imagining almost like it's the these floating chunks of uh, of that. So say there's a building. There's a bit of it, and that it's sort of uh, dripping <coughs> so that there's this remnant of what was, and it's um, it, it, it retains it's almost like the old city that I was describing, so if you can imagine um, like the the old Greek ruins and architecture, um, how time has, has eroded it, and yet it still re remains. And that's kind of like what the old bureaucratic center w is like. So you see this, the remnants... <clears throat> I'm just thinking of like other, other places where there's been a regime change, say, and, you know, you have your you know, fallen statues and blown up buildings, but everything is pretty much still the same. <clears throat> there were, uh, oh, there's another rat. It must be rat, uh, rat season. Speaking of cats. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> okay. So, right, um, cat, cat culture, cat. Uh, so the cats, the cats of Terrapin are. Fairly like, um, they're much like uh, cats that you've encountered. <clears throat> it's a 
Good, good morning, car alarm. How are we doing for time? Oh, okay, we can go down. <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. Yes, the cats, right. So our kind of ambassador is Bavard, and uh, Bavard the talking cat, and he's he was quite quite gruff and quite you know standoffish, and and yet gives gives of himself right you know he does have these uh, sort of allegiances, and I'm keeping that as the kind of core of uh, the core of these people. And of course you can't, you know, just sort of make these sort of um, sweeping uh, stereotypes, uh, but we do. So, so here's some generalizing. <clears throat> They, they do have the ability, uh, much like, say, uh, an illusionist, right, to sort of, to, to make things wobble in this, like, sort of create kind of a dream kind of feeling. And it, it doesn't necessarily get rid of something, it sort of more, sort of changes how it seems. And I suspect too, if you if you turned off all of the illusions of the city, that it would go back to uh, you. You would see something that was uh, startlingly different. <clears throat> so that's one part of it. But the other part of it is that the belief is so strong that it is a dream. So, say one cat alone can sort of, you know, create some illusions, but uh, a whole city of cats, that they've shaped the, the physics of the place. The best way to navigate the city <coughs> is by uh, intention. So if you like if that you find yourself you looking up at a at a floating house and that you uh believe that it's possible to get up there that you will be able to get up there right that you as you sort of put your feet on the on the air that you will begin to uh climb up But uh, you're also subject to the whims of, of dreaming. So you could equally find yourself halfway and then fall. <clears throat> so 
So your belief has to be really strong in order to uh, manipulate this kind of fluid uh, city. The, the great difficulty <coughs> the great difficulty with the city is that <clears throat> it's sort of like you're inside yourself you're inside your own head so you'll see uh, echoes and reflections and representation of where you're at <clears throat> so it's it's not just a case of oh you go in right and you have this kind of funhouse time but rather that you you have an encounter <clears throat> uh you can you can kind of barricade yourself from that you know, and refuse to engage in that, or you can engage in that, or you can just sort of, uh, and to the best technique, like I was describing, catching the, the fish bus, right, it's like all of these things that shouldn't be happening but are happening, there's this fish that's swimming through the air, <clears throat> big fish, you know, and yet there's windows in it where the people are uh, sitting and, you know, going, catching their, their fish to work, or going to the market, or the museum. The, the remnants of the old bureaucracy, uh, still, <clears throat> still are there, but uh, much of it has um, <clears throat> it hasn't had chance to fall into disrepair yet. But the cats have laid claim to a lot, and they have uh, they have ch they have changed things around. Um, so they have they have records, and they have. Uh, <coughs> resources <coughs> but they are uh, kind of holding them ransom and holding them um, like say things that other governments don't want people to know about who did what that kind of thing so the great propaganda shaping uh, machine it's still there and they uh, they make they make use of it but for their own uh, purposes and own intentions <clears throat> uh, in that way they have become one of the most powerful city-states because because of, say, what they know, right? Um, knowledge is power. But, uh, as a fledgling state, 
they, you know, restrain themselves. And uh, at this time, it is purely a defensive. And I, I have mentioned that it's very difficult to get into that, uh, to get into the city of Wednesday. You know, that it would be, this is not a, this is not the best analogy, but it would say it would be like going to uh, Pyongyang, I think it's his, in North Korea. I actually, I actually got an invitation to go up. Somebody said, you know, hey, you can go up. You know, you're not, you're not part of the equation. But I was, I was I'm saying, no, thank you. I, you know, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a fool, but I'm not that big of a fool. And I'm sure it would have been fine and everything, but. Um, <coughs> <coughs> I just don't need that uh, extra level of uh, stress. <clears throat> like rather than the paranoia, right, of, oh, somebody's following me, right, you know, someone's actually following you, right, and not just that, but, you know, would be accompanying you at all times. So it's, it's very locked up. And, you know, right now, uh, me taking you there, uh, that uh, you, you might not have known this, but I'm actually your cat guide. <clears throat> Moss cat. And... <clears throat> It's it's the it's the dreaming city. So the one one thing that the cats do, and I've I've borrowed this from uh, Michael Moorcock, is that they have that their communication is communication education is is via dreaming. So that in in sleep, that you would be able to. Uh, you know, instead of watching TV, you would you would dream, and then you would have these this uh, exchanging of information. <coughs> I'm just thinking of. Uh, <clears throat> Michael Moorcock had uh, Elric of Mendelboni. They had these dream couches, and you would you would uh, lay down on the couch and and dream, and you would you would have you would have an education of a thousand years. So you'd learn things <clears throat> and amass information from these kind of alien deities. But that's not exactly what's going on in, in the Dreamcat city. The cats themselves are extremely secretive, especially at this very sensitive uh, time. And much like Bavard, you know, they're not about to give up secrets. And they would only do so if, you know, they knew that it would benefit their cause
And part of it has to do with uh, identity, this, this kind of certainty of identity, um, that they want to secure that and um, enshrine that. And it's not like, say, that the cats... It's, it's not like they're thinking, oh, yeah, maybe the world is a dream. They sincerely believe it's a dream that, that they're having. Uh, and now that they have their own city-state, that's, that's coming to fruition. They go, ah, well, you see, now it's true, right? We have, we have a whole city, and everybody is believing in the same thing. You know, you turn to your neighbor and they, they nod and they go, yes, it's most definitely a dream. <clears throat> so, and that's another thing that <clears throat> assists in, in the dreaming city is that the cats are, it, it's, it's this normality. <clears throat> I think I warned J- Jillian, on, on, an author on uh, Twitter, I said, you know, be you know, be careful. You don't stay long, or you'll turn into a cat. <clears throat> and th- that has to do with my experience with traveling. Is that, you know, say you'll have culture shock, but you know you'll start to acclimatize. You'll start to get used to it. It becomes the normal. And then, wh- when I returned to uh, North America, I had culture shock is the, you know, this sort of moment of adjusting. It it was not a moment, it was a while. And, and this, you know, the strangest, yet wonderful, because of this experience, and sort of uh, being aware of myself, how I'm kind of, uh, it's almost like, say, um, plugging in, like some kind of cable vision, or some kind of... uh, series of plugs, uh, kind of combination, you're sort of, okay, you know, you have to put this wire there, and this wire there, and you have to rewire. So I mentioned something about the, one of the things with Terrapin that I wanted to I wanted to look at was uh, uh, forms of energy. So there's a sort of a critique going on behind the scenes, but you know, even even getting quite far farther out there in the sense of uh, conceptual energy, that say these these uh, cat people that they have a dream technology so that they use their dreams to power their vehicles and they use um, I was just thinking this about this the other day that it's not so much so far from us you know the power of the imagination is that we invest we give power to tech, you know quote unquote we give control over to 
a lifestyle or a technology. You know, there may be a superior technology, but we're just so used to, right? Or just say that, you know, that's the normal. We're so used to doing it that way. And that this is what is imagined in the, in the city of cats is that you know, they 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 literally invest right their power so as they go about their day their dreaming uh, is is creating their surreality there's that there's that manipulation of words and uh <clears throat> So for them, it's, it's surreality, and that they are creating it, uh, but they also are manipulating. So, the, say the cat bus that I was talking about, the, you know, it wouldn't exist except that the people using it, you know, they have, you know, they have and they continue to create it in, the, in, in this framework. In the city of Wednesday, it's uh, via via their dreams. <coughs> uh, <clears throat> so there's a question there, you know, if you go to the city of cats, are you dreaming, or are you awake? It's that whole, it's that whole, you know, am I a person dreaming of a butterfly or a butterfly dreaming of a person? A few things about dreams. So, the, the Jungian notion of, of a dream is that you are everything in the dream. That you are the, set, the setting, right? That's you. Right? You're giving choice to it, how you see it, how, how you're you know, revealing this dream. And too, that it's, it's a part of you, it's like the iceberg scenario. You know, you're being shown something by this vast part of yourself, not the, you know, the tiny persona of the mask on top. <clears throat> so you're, getting, you're being sent a, you know, a message or messages and, you know, that these are telling you, uh, informing you. And, too, it's a strange thing because it's, all it is is just sort of, you know, oh, well, this is what's happening right now. And it's a, it's a bit of a puzzle. It's a bit of a game. There's puns. And so you can sit there and you can unpack this suitcase that is turned up at your doorstep. And so, you know, the setting is you, all the characters are you, and um, the scenario, everything in the dream, that, you know, that is you. So that, that is a preoccupation of the cats. As, as they go about their day, they're sort of looking at things and going, oh, this tree that I'm walking by, what is the, you know, what is the tree saying to me? Um, like, what is the meaning of the tree? You know, obviously it means something because I'm dreaming. 
there's this question too of, well, if the cats are dreaming, you know, where are they when they wake up? And that's a source of discussion that you will, you know, you will find yourself in. And there's lots of philosophers at cafes uh, about the city who have this discussion. But then there's a lot of uh, people who just go about their day, uh, cats who go about their day uh, imagining the city and uh, dreaming, I should say, dreaming the city. And that they're not, um, they're not really preoccupied by the waking world. Um, that, you know, they're quite, they're quite focused on this, uh, making, making the dream happen. So how I want to describe it is that there's a, a dream technology. There's a dream technology, a dream, um, a science. Uh, there's, you know, very sort of, you know, high-tech dreamers and uh, cats who are uh, working on figuring out how to <clears throat> have a re super efficient dream. So we're, we're all wrapping it up. We're in the last seven minutes. Yeah, what else can I say about these, these cats in this city? Well, they, they haven't quite gotten rid of everything. And PBL was quite dangerous, really. Uh, it was, it's, it's difficult to get there because it was so hidden. But then it's difficult to navigate because uh, it, it's like one giant trap. And uh, <clears throat> heavily guarded... Uh, but you would have dreamers that would, you know, stray through and have a horrible time. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> dreamers. <clears throat> There are ref, re, remnants of the old, uh, uh, not the old city, but of uh, uh, PBL, and that you can, you can still find these buildings, and uh, and you can still see, um, you can see the remnants. But, again, you're being heavily watched. I, I'm, you know, don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'll be with you and uh, I'll help you get back. <laughs> but uh, you'll be uh, uh, monitored. Uh, because who, who knows, sort of say, you know, the conversation, like maybe that you would... Uh, 
you know, try to get somebody to, you know, you know, you might be a spy. You know, I'm sure you're not, but you know, uh, the uh, the cat powers that be. <coughs> and two, they've created the uh, the Ministry of Cats <coughs> as a catch-all. And uh, the uh, the Ministry is keeping a close tab. <coughs> I sort of have this this image of the the old city. It's almost like it's like a kind of a an icicle or a kind of a root where you have the on top you have the building and then down below you have this machinery and that it's a it's kind of like an iceberg but it's just floating in uh floating in the air and that you know people people are still um Making use of these of these buildings, uh, but also like sort of slowly changing them, and yet the uh, the old city at the center. You know, there's the newer city about it, but the old city is uh, pretty much being left alone, and uh, the cats like to go there and wander around, and. It's sort of like a tourist destination within the city. Like even, uh, even the people who who live there go to this old city to be reminded of a of a time and place that uh, no longer exists. Ah. Uh. And the, the cats are preoccupied with things that cats, you know, do. Uh, they have their, uh, was it picadillos? Uh, they have their, is it predilections? You know, they, they like catnip, but it's hard to function. So, you know, don't have catnip all the time. And it's more of a it's more of a confusion. And it's like what just happened? It's amazing, but I'm confused. Which is saying something for say, you know, a city of dreamers. They believe they are cats, therefore they are. Uh Their dreams are often about um, caterwauling, right? Having these, you know, the, for for people, it, you know, these hum horrible singing uh, contests. But if you find yourself staying too long in the city, it will slowly, you'll know when it's time to leave because you'll just slowly start feeling yourself, you know, enjoying caterwauling, you know, these... Cats, cat songs, cat singing. Uh, the dreams are often to do with uh, 
hunting mice and birds and then leaving them, right, as these sort of displays and then you get you get food because of this. You get this reward after you've, you know, shown your, your trophy. <clears throat> Very much like Mr. Whiskers. Because that's what Mr. Whiskers does. Mr. Whiskers is sort of figured out where to where to deposit items in order to get to get rewards. <coughs> Not for the birds. <clears throat> I, I don't I don't uh, I, I don't, I don't uh, pay for the birds. That was a very that was a, that was a bit of a sad moment when I saw it was a, it was a canary, it was a yellow canary and I was just like, "No, that's not good. But I, I have thoughts about Mr. Whiskers. I'm sort of, wait a second, are these rats and mice from my house? I, I, there, are, there are mice holes. We do get mice occasionally, but I'm just like, you know, Mr. Whiskers is a smart cat. These might be from, you know, blocks away. So, how honest is Mr. Whiskers? <clears throat> you know that uh, might be from some other uh, part of, and two does sort of Mr. Whiskers uh, leave them, get food, and then go to the next house and you know sort of re- retrieve the the corpse, take it to the next house, sort of leave it, uh, you know, blocking the <clears throat> you know at the uh, the foot of the stairs. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and you're finding yourself slowly waking up. The dream is over. You have had a very wonderful, weird time in the city of the cats.